This is Maurice Jones-Drew, and you're listening to the What's Brewing Show. California, here we come. The bare minimum. Go, Golden Bed. Berkeley is actually really great. Suck it, Stanford. I can't wait to go back. I'm building such a community there. <laughs> Golden Bed. Golden Bed. Golden Bed. Suck it, Stanford. Welcome to the bare minimum. Hello, and welcome to the bare minimum. I am your host, Jake Merrifield, and I'm joined by my wonderful daughter, Megan Merrifield. Hi. Hello, Miss Cal Bear over there. Go Bears. Yeah. Uh, and of course, this is the bare minimum on the What's Brunch Show Network. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, it's the first time in a little while. Took a little hiatus. Uh, we are back from... Well, my vacation's not quite done. I have one day left. That would be tomorrow, Sunday. Me probably too. Probably the time when you're listening to it. Megan, too. We've been off of our jobs for a couple of weeks. Um, we went to, on vacation, like, actually as a family the week before last, or last week, I should say. Mm-hmm. And then this week has just been just nonstop grinding and toiling, uh, for yours truly. So I feel like I need another vacation. I don't know about you, Megan. I do. But uh, anywho, uh, that's why there hasn't been uh, too many shows of uh, the What's Bruin Show or the Bare Minimum. Uh, uh, the Bare Minimum over here. Let's see. Where is it? There it is. The Bare Minimum. Or West Coast Bias. Well, you're just all about the West Coast Bias. You don't like the East Coast. <laughs> but to a one degree or another, that'll change uh, in the next week or two. Uh, I have been negotiating with the boys about when the next WBS will be. Uh, and if it's not this coming week, it'll certainly be the next week. And after that, I'm sure it'll be full steam ahead, off and running for the 2023 football season, which we're all very excited for. I'm hoping that uh, Mike and I will be going to Pac-12 Media Day. I'm sure Mike will. Uh, I got my fingers crossed for myself, uh, but we'll, we will see. And if we do that, then hopefully we'll have some fun stuff regarding that on that show. Uh, but uh, this is the bare minimum, which... The bare minimum is just me and my lovely daughter talking about uh, her experience as a Cal Bear um, and going into the sophomore year is where she is at. Although you have a few more credits, you were telling me you were a little bit ahead of the game, aren't you? Yeah, I have almost all of my requirements done already. Which is awesome. I love that. It's wonderful. I think I'll get them all done this semester minus like one class. Very good, uh, which hopefully will, you know, depending on, I mean, I guess if you go back and do another degree or something, however many degrees you're planning on getting. Um, and it will never end as far as the college bills go, but uh, it is mm-hmm. always good to be better be ahead than behind. So good job. Proud of you yes. on that. Thank you, AP classes. That's right. And your your sister, uh, Molly Merrifield, she recently just found out she had uh, good scores on her AP tests yes. going in her senior year, so that was exciting as well. So we're proud of her. Also, speaking of jobs, she had her first day at the old Raisin Canes, uh, which yep. is opening up locally here. And uh, I actually went and stalked her and saw her walking around <laughs> the facility. Uh, I got a good picture of that, which is nice. Uh, that was her first day ever of working. Yeah, that's what she thought, too. <laughs> but that was fun. So, um, but, uh, Megan, we have had quite the uh, last couple of weeks not yeah. working. Um, how are you feeling about going back to work? I really don't want to. Probably about the same as I am, right? You're working at a local law firm as a intern slash temp worker. Is that right? Yeah, I was the receptionist, but now their actual receptionist is going to be back, or she is back. So I don't even know what I'm going to be doing now. Bummer. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, back to your nine to five grind. Uh. Let's remind everybody that you start at the same time as me, but you end a half hour later. 
that's what it's like for the young college literally the worst young college student uh, yeah. during the summer but uh, we are we are proud yeah. of you so good job yeah. um, making the big bucks that's right that's right that's right uh, good because we just spent a bunch of big bucks going up to Berkeley mm-hmm. to semi furnish your apartment isn't yes. that right yes <sighs> so big trip to Costco big trip to uh, IKEA IKEA a couple trips to IKEA. Big, big lots. Big trip to big lots, right? And we got you a table, a bed. An awesome fold-out, like, dining table. That's right. Um, A little kitchen cart for my microwave. Microwave stand. Yeah, a bed, a uh, desk. And then for big lots, we got, like, this, you know, plastic uh, shoe rack thing. And a little cart for my bathroom. Which is nice. And then we spent... We drove up Thursday, got there about four. I immediately went to Ikea Until and like Costco. seven. Until like seven. And then you were cleaning up, which you did a good job. And I tried to build a few things and did not get anywhere. The Ikea instructions can be difficult sometimes, especially if you've never done them before. So yeah, I got home and yeah. there were various things put together backwards. Like there was a chair that you got. <laughs> And there was okay, a, but when you built the chair, it. it was exactly the same because it ended up wobbly, didn't it? Well, yeah, but you put the bolts on backwards. So okay, it's well. supposed to, yeah. so I showed you that part. Um, and then he wobbly. didn't let me build anything after. He was like, "Oh, just read me the instructions. <laughs> oh, just open the boxes." You did good the next day. You built a couple drawers. Yeah, you, you were like, out of the six drawers, you were five out of six. Yeah, only one of them you jacked up a little bit, but yeah. we got together, right? So good job. Do you yeah. feel more confident if you have to build something from IKEA that you could? Probably do a slightly better job than you did this time. If you're there to do the building for me, then yes. That's not the quite the question I asked. But okay, well, <laughs> yeah, progress, sorta. I guess. Sort of. Yeah. I mean, it can be you kept like throwing tantrums about it <laughs> the they whole don't time have any too. Words. So. They just have that weird looking guy with the big nose, like saying "do this" and "don't do that" yeah. in like science, you know, uh, pict- pictographs. Yeah. It's like, you know, uh, North Nor- uh, Nordic uh, hieroglyphics is basically what IKEA instructions are in. Pretty much. So, yeah. Well, it, it worked out. We got your bed built. We oh, got and don't neglect to mention that we got there at 4.30. You came back at 7.30, and then we built furniture until 1.30 a.m. And then woke up at 7 a.m. the following morning and built more furniture. Yeah, which is after later going than to breakfast. either of us have stayed up in ages, probably. Yeah. I don't even... I. I know, like, the stereotype is that college students stay up all night, but I go to bed at, like, 10 or 11. Yeah, Ma- Megan's 19 going on 47, so okay. we matched quite well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ben. Thanks. But, uh, yeah, so you also got a cool TV, which is nice. I got a super lit TV. I My dad came up with, like, a you know a little small one about the size of a, a computer um, last time. Like a, it was, like, a 20-inch flat screen that was sitting in the garage yeah and i was just happy to have a tv because i you know everything had to be done on my laptop which was fine but a tv is a lot more comfortable and then he comes in with this gigantic flat screen tv and i'm like oh my gosh is that the right one are you sure (laughs) but yeah i'm happy and we watched movies we watched um what was it princess and the frog um, about my dad's hometown, New Orleans. That's right. See my grandma. Not really. Um, and we watched Robin Hood, and we watched Sword in the Stone. All great Disney movies. And we started Black Cauldron, but we did not 
finish that Book one. Save for next but time. That one, like even watching it now, that movie's still scary. Yeah, I think it's a cut below Robin Hood and the Sword in the Stone. Quite frankly, though. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. what was the other one? Yeah, and then Prince and the Frog. Of course. Prince and the Frog was lit. Yeah. Was so Unfortunately, good. we had to watch it. The Prince of Frog, especially, it had to oh, go yeah. and like buffering. starts and stops because the buffering on my phone. Oh, yeah. That's what we were streaming off the TV. But <clears> anyways, uh, but yeah, the TV. Because I realized one of the last times I went to Costco a couple weeks ago was, you know, unlike when I was a when I was young, when I was your age, and you had to, like the first giant TV we bought was a Mitsubishi projection TV that me and your uncle Colby went in on, I think, or you know, like many things at that time when your uncle Colby was. Uh, going gangbusters with with cash, he was flush with <laughs> cash, and uh, his only family were me and your mom, the the the, the, the poor married couple he uh, was rooming with. Um, I don't remember if he paid for the whole thing or not, but I feel like we split it. But I don't know. I I don't want to take away credit from him if not because he paid for a lot. But anyways, it was a, I want it was a square, like probably fifty inch Mitsubishi projection which that tv if you turn around making you look at that refrigerator it was about that big it was as big as a refrigerator heavy as a refrigerator oh my gosh. and it was a sweet tv but it cost like i don't know multiple thousands of dollars to get something like that and it was nuts yeah now, see that's why i was so shocked when you came in with a giant tv because in my mind they're still super expensive i got you a 55 inch flat screen for 250 dollars that's just insane. Which is insane. Because I remember as a kid, they were still really expensive. I did sacrifice a little bit on the brand. I did go the route of Uncle Bill, you know, because, you, you know, mm-hmm. it, and it's kind of like, a, it's like it's some brand I never heard of. But it was a Costco, so, I mean, whatever. I, mm-hmm. If it doesn't break in nine days, we can take it back. But it's a Hisense. <laughs> and it works fine. And it looked good, right? Yeah. yeah. But, was, but, I mean, for that amount, you know, like, that that was just too good of a deal to pass up. So, yeah, you got a sweet TV at the crib now, which yes, is nice. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. And we just got to figure out how to arrange everything. Mm-hmm. Um, uh as far as the drive up, so so your apartment, there are things that we're worried about and things that we're not worried about. You know, we got the furniture and now you have a place to sleep. We might have to get you a different bed or, or something. Um, mattress. The bed's fine. You know, oh, the other part about the building, the furniture, I told one in the morning, we didn't really have any light either. We were building up <laughs> yeah, the light there on the TV no screen. Light there's no light in the main living the area. It's only in the kitchen and the closet and the bathroom. And of course, I forgot, forgot the, the lamps. I forgot the lamps and the box of tools I was going to bring up. So I had to buy a cheesy little drill screwdriver from IKEA uh, mm-hmm. once again, and that was so that was an experience. Um, but uh, driving up and driving back, how did you feel about the road trip? Considering like probably not the next time, but the time after, you're going to be driving your own car up there. Uh, you know, we kind of have after. I know I kind of have the Berkeley road trip nailed now. As far as mm-hmm. like, I know exactly, you know how I want to drive and how many stops I want to make, and basically the stops are revolving around what Megan, In and Out, where the In and Outs are. Which we had, I had In and Out three times on that trip, and we <laughs> only went right. there for two days. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, because uh, basically, if you're driving up to Berkeley or the Bay Area, there's a st- every hour and a half, which is about the amount of time I like to drive without making a stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some people, you know, it's it's funny, like. It used to be a cliche when I was growing up, right? It was, the cliche was the dad who they get in the car. And this, it's a cliche because it's true because your mother's dad was exactly like this. <laughs> and my dad would have been like this if we ever drove anywhere. We never went anywhere. Uh, you know, uh, but you know, on the few times we did, uh, my dad was like this too. And it's like, don't make any, we aren't going to make any stops. We're just going to drive and get going. If you got to, you have to go, you know, pee on the side of the road or in a bottle or something. But, you know, it's, you got to make good time and you got to get there fast. You're not like that at all. Well, the good. But- 
making good time part? Well, yeah, because yeah, you drive right. super fast. Exactly. So it's like well, I make the the time. I, so like when we Which get in the car, was a little scary. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? When you're weaving in and out of the cars and you're going like really fast and getting closer and closer and closer and I'm then like and out of changing cars? lanes, like that, that was a little bit. That uh, wasn't my experience. That was a little scary. On the way of there, course on the way it back. wasn't. You're driving. Was that on the way there or on the way back? Um, mostly on the way back. Well, the, on the way back, because the first both. half of the drive, there were so many people that were just really, really bad drivers. Yeah. And so I did get a little more. There was more traffic. I did, did a little more zipping. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Generally speaking. Anyways, the bottom line is when we start the adventure, we put, like, let's say that we're leaving at 10. And then we say we're going to go into your apartment. The, the Google Maps will say that the destination will get there at approximately 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. And we get in the car, we start driving. By the time I get to my first in out stop, which is right over the grapevine, well, now it says our arrival time is going to be 2.50. So, therefore, what do we have time for? In and out. Stop in and out, get a drink, fill up a soda, take a leak, get back on the road. And then by the time we get to Kettleman City, what does the ETA say? Well, it says 2.50 again. Guess what? You got 10 minutes to do what? In and out. Stop it in and out. Okay? And then by the time you get uh, almost up the five to the split where it starts heading uh, west towards the Bay Area, there's another in and out there. I can't remember what that little area is called, but it's got like two, a pile. It's got a bunch of truck stops and an in and out and a McDonald's and, and a Starbucks. And a gas station. And a gas station, right? And guess what? You, by the time you get there, your ETA is about 250 because you made up 10 minutes on the road in that hour and a half. And then what do you have time for? In and out. Get a soda and pee, right? And then. You're almost there. You stop somewhere off the 580 somewhere for your last stop. It's about an hour and a half away. And then mm-hmm. your home stretch is like 25 minutes. You get to Berkeley. So that's the way the road trip goes. And, I mean, to me, it's like I love – I don't love. Well, I love – depending on the time. I really like to drive. I really mm-hmm. don't mind driving. I'll drive to Vegas. I'll drive to Mammoth. Drive to Berkeley or whatever. And I don't really care. People are like, oh, you want me to drive? I'm like, no, I don't want you to drive. <laughs> I like to drive. Do mm-hmm. I want a passenger? Generally not. <laughs> I like to drive. But, uh, you know, I want to drive and not be miserable. And that's why you stop every hour and a half or so, stretch mm-hmm. your legs out a little bit, and you get to keep going. Like, I don't see the need for torturing yourself while you're on this little adventure. Yeah. Right? Make it easier on yourself. That's why the drive, well, we went to Mammoth. We'll talk about Mammoth this time or next time. But the drive to Mammoth is really shitty compared to the drive to Berkeley mm-hmm. because there's stops until you get out of Lancaster and then there's just absolutely nothing until you get to, like, the little small towns outside of Bishop. So there's, like, two and a half hours of just, like, desolation. So if you do want to stop or get off the road or whatever, like, you're stopping either in the middle of nowhere or you're stopping at some truck stop or you get murdered by, you know, some psychopath. So mm-hmm. that, 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 that part's bad about that. So I don't know. Um, other than being scared by my driving, thank you very much. Jeez, Megan, my own daughter. Okay. <laughs> What did you learn about In-N-Out on this trip? I learned that regular cheeseburgers, not plain, are actually really, really good. That's funny. Minus tomato. You're only 19 years old, and you've been having plain cheeseburgers from In-N-Out since you were zero years old, pretty much. I mean, yeah. since you're old enough to eat food. And you're always playing. I always say, hey, why don't you try it with the spread? Or why don't you try it with the lettuce? <laughs> or why don't you try it with the, you know, whatever? You never did, but now you are convinced? Yes. Because I think the words came out of your mouth when you when you ordered it, and then I'm like, and you're like, and you're like, today been, is the day. Yeah. Why haven't you been having? Why haven't I been having these forever? Yeah. Pretty good. I was like, it's so good. Oh my gosh. Nice. Good I job. want one now. Well, I mean, 
it's getting late in the day and we haven't gotten dinner yet, so who knows? Maybe yes. that'll happen. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Awesome. Um, well, regardless of how scared or not scared you were on the actual driving part of the adventure, you know, we did um, normally when I drive, you know, everybody's kind of doing their own thing when it's just when it's more than just the two of us who are like listening to their own stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. But we usually let somebody be in control of the uh, music in the car in general. And then if someone wants to put in their AirPods and listen to something else, it's fine. But on this uh, trip, we ended up doing a deep dive on some music from the past. And that was, we played, on the way up there, we played, like, every Fuji, well, no, we played records that are affiliated with the rap group, former rap group, the Fugees. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we listened to the Fugees' best album, which is the score. We listened mm-hmm. to uh, Lauren Hill's solo album, uh, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. We listened to uh, Wyclef's first and second solo albums which were the carnival starring the you know or, uh, with guest stars of the refugee all-stars and yeah. then the Kleftic, mm-hmm. and then we listened to Praz ghetto superstar yes and you had not listened to too many of these before like you know just uh, you know as, as a person who was a young man when they were first coming out youngish man um, the score is like one of my favorite albums for sure as it is for a lot of people who like any sort of rap rap music or hip-hop or whatever but you enjoy that quite a bit and yeah, then we, and I had heard the hits, but like you heard the that's hits, all. but listening to the whole album, like geez, I can't tell you the last time I listened to, you know, an album all the way through because mm-hmm. it's always just a shuffle of my iTunes, right? When I listen well, to my music, I am every single day when I put on a record in the morning. I know, Megan, because you are, you know, you, you have your cool record player and you get up and you put on an album, which is very good. It's a yes. good habit I, I approve of. What'd you listen to today, by the way? Nothing today, but oh, yes. God damn it, Megan! <laughs> Before we left. um... I was listening to Elton John. That's nice. One of your dad's records. That's right. Uh, good. Do you remember which album? It was like an Essentials oh, or like a, a Greatest Hits. Anywho, back to the Fugees. Obviously, I didn't, or I didn't listen to those consecutively in a row in a long, long time. It just reminded me how much I like them and those albums. And, uh, you know, those albums, for the most part, there's some really, 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 really good songs and a lot of pretty good songs. Then, you know, not too many uh, not so good songs for sure. Uh I would submit that all the Fuji stuff before the score was kind of trashy garbage, but, you know, whatever. Uh, that's just my opinion. But the revelation, though, came from when we were listening to these, we're kind of going, you're kind of going down a Wikipedia rabbit hole and that stuff. I didn't realize this, but pretty much all of the Fugees have had their share of kind of legal trouble or whatever. They all I remember all is have that, a criminal record. All I remember is that Lauren Hill kind of went a little little crazy at one point mm-hmm. and uh you know Suffer, saying stuff that suffering from success is what it was i think all of them have that well, sort, yeah. of, sort of stigma or whatever but anyways we realized or we found out that lauren hill was married to uh one of the sons possible sons of bob marley yeah or uh, not married to no not married to but they had were relationship had kids they had like five kids whatever she I know she, she, I remember, was in the news a little bit for, you know, kind of controversial takes about how she felt about, uh, allegedly, I don't know if she ever said it or not, but what was purported to be things she said about who she wanted to listen to her albums or not, and, you know, like, kind of breaking down along racial barriers kind of thing. But that's not, like, that was like a controversy she was involved in. Yeah. But you also, then you're like, oh, yeah, she went to jail for three years or prison, yeah. for the prison for tax evasion. Yes. And that's probably the lightest of all the all the Fugees, which, is, which is. is pretty crazy because then you looked up Wyclef and Wyclef had a charity for Haiti that ended up getting disbanded because it was of, all mismanaged and fraudulent 
either being mismanaged or on the uh, you know if you want to look at it optimistically mismanaged funds if you mm-hmm. look at it pessimistically there were you know somebody's like laundering money or or skimming money from the charity he also had an affair with Lauren Hill he had an affair with Lauren Hill that was Hill. a thing too that was like what kind of uh, broke, broke up, up the, the band because she teased that she was having his kid but it wasn't really his a lot of drama anyways I think luckily for Wyclef you know uh, I think whatever was going on with his charities it was either the staff that was behind him for the chairs. I don't think he ever got pinned with anything that yeah. put him in behind bars. But then you get to Praz, <laughs> and and just recently he was like this year. Yeah, convicted of what? This is from Pitchfork dot com, but it says that he was found guilty of all charges uh, in it like international conspiracy with China. Um, for a few things, including conspiracy to defraud the U.S. government and making foreign and conduit campaign contributions, concealing material facts, and like lying. Crazy. So he's like, so political intrigue, financial intrigue with China, which is nuts. Like, it, I don't know. It's like, how the heck? And then you, the, the person who like produced one of their videos has some horrible sex scandal too. He was like the worst. And he was like the worst guy. He was like uh, he had that was like a mamas and the papas type of thing. Oh no, it was so much worse though because he had like seven daughters and he had kids with like five of them uh, because he wanted to have a pure bloodline. And, and now he's in prison for ninety years. He served 40, and he just got 50 added on. It's yeah, and that's pretty unusual when you horrible. get sentenced to 40 years in prison, and then they come back and resentence you to 50 more. Yeah. Especially, like, right now in today's uh, society, they're generally stripping sentences down. you got to have been yeah. really guilty of some really bad shit yeah. to be having having it added up like that. So that's that's pretty nuts. Definitely, like, a much worse version of Mamas and Papas, though. Yeah. So, our, so our deep dive on the Fugees ended up being, like, you know, we enjoyed the music, but Jesus whiz, <laughs> these guys had some... Uh, uh, complicated uh, personal lives and careers. It, it seemed like. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah. was that was educational, I guess. So this is the last day of our vacations. The last, you know, was Saturday. We go back to work on Monday, mm-hmm. but we went to Mammoth for vacation. Yes. For the main part of vacation, and and shouts out to uh, Mr. Wong for hooking up that condo that I went to as a kid so many times with my high school buddy Andrew. Uh, that was a blast. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was great to be up in Mammoth again. Uh, your mom and I had just been to uh, the Park City area uh, last month for our anniversary, and that was lovely as well. And I think if we're gonna, I don't know, it's like you go to these mountain towns in the, in the summertime, and I just I really love, you know, I love the nature, I love the hiking, I love the the fishing, I love being out in nature as long as I have a nice place to go sleep that's not a campground, right? Yeah, I mean, that's that's always been what I've subscribed to. Um, you know, I do not want to camp under any circumstances, but I do love, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the themes of nature. I love getting out there. I just don't want to be out there too long. I think that's I wanna, what I found out. I want to come back and take a shower, uh, basically is, is what the main, main thing is. Yeah. And, uh, so what was your favorite part about going uh, to Mammoth? Um, I really like the kayaking. That's right. You I went kayaking with you and with Molly. Convict Lake and on uh, June Lake. Yeah. And then also horseback riding with you was super fun, except I got like a third degree sunburn practically. But we are like expert horse riders now, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we were can like make the, the best ones there. Left, right? Yeah. We were the only ones like actually trying to uh, control our horses at all. And they were pack horses, so they were going where the where the pack wanted to go. But yeah. within the little. They rumble, liked uh, sneaking snacks and stuff. Yeah. Within the little. Uh, a bit of control that we did have over the horses, we're certainly like experts. I'm like, I feel like Clint Eastwood now. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. awesome. What was your what was your horse's name? 
Uh, cutie. Mine was like Duke, I think. Uh, no, no, it wasn't Duke. Dallas. 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 It was Dallas. It was good. It was a, they gave him like the biggest horse. Yeah. Other than like another like white stallion. That was cool. Yeah, there was a couple of big horses. But yeah, Dallas is a cool horse. Um, what and else? He had little sheriff stars on his, uh, what was it called? I don't know what it's called. Bridle. The bridle, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, perfect for you. That was great horse riding. I hadn't been on a horse in a long time, uh, other than like walking along the cliffs, which was pretty crazy. That was and crazy. Then my, my horse, horse would speed up every time, and he decided to bite your horse yeah. like right when we were on the cliff's edge. I'm like, oh, that's our great. horses are best friends. So. Yeah, yeah. That but was Dallas is a little troublemaker. Yeah, that's kind of what they said. Yeah. But uh, what else did you enjoy about the trip? Um. Oh, axe throwing. Axe throwing. I found fun. out that I'm um, unusually good at knife throwing. Yeah, and you guys did that for like two hours which is crazy oh, yeah i still have to well, do that yelp review molly got bored but me and malcolm were loving it dad he liked it but he um not lacks natural talented. talent yeah apparently i'm not <laughs> as good so at throwing funny. knives uh, but yeah i don't know i think it's my softball throw but i was really good at throwing the knife i guess that's what the guy kept saying oh, we also went out into the woods and uh oh yeah shot your brother's bb gun which is fun because yeah, it's not like shot my brother Shot yeah. his gun. We should have shot him a couple of times. <laughs> but it's like, uh, it, it's a lever action replica working BB gun, though. And it's cool because it, like, has replica shells that you put a BB into. And so when you do the lever action, you have to load it like a like a like like an actual gun. And you lever action and it ejects the cartridges that have shot the BBs just like a, a real lever action gun. Which, you know, personally, I've always wanted one of those guns and I haven't got one yet. But... It's fun. It's a very satisfying BB gun to have. We went shooting that, and then meanwhile, your brother bought an axe, and then he yeah. he wanted to go out and like chop at trees. And Molly went with t- him too. Yeah, and they were like out there, you know, wailing on. I made him wail on things that had already fallen over because they like want to yeah. chop down like a perfectly good, brand new pine tree. I'm like, what's wrong with you guys? Don't be yeah. dicks. So, anyways, so I made him find like some dead logs and stuff, and he like chopped through a bunch of branches or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's fun how you know a 13 year old could be. Amused, but he <laughs> certainly was. Uh, we tromped I mean, around, did that. It was fun, right? And then we, so we did some target practice. We went on some. I went on a bunch of hikes. You guys yeah. went on a couple hikes with me, and we went on a run. We went on a run. We saw a deer. We saw a deer. We saw. Oh, we saw a bear. Oh yeah, we saw a bear. We saw a bunch of deer. We saw horses. Yeah, we saw little chipmunks everywhere. And the crazy thing about Mammoth is that it was still covered in ice. Like there was, uh, if you've ever been up there, there's a bunch of lakes, Mammoth Lakes. And as far as the ones you drive up to in the main town, you could only get to Twin Lakes, which is the one at the very bottom. And if you wanted to go up to Lake Mary or Lake George, you had to like walk up there or ride a bike up there or something. And it's like a like a mile and a half hike up, the, up there. But mm-hmm. it's, it's all... Snow, like there was a twelve foot snow bake I was standing next to, which is just nuts. Yeah, we so, went in the big the ski end lift. of June. We went yeah. in the big ski lift, and that was all covered in snow too. But I know they make some snow. Yeah, but it was still full on winter sports at the yeah, end of yeah, June. Yeah. And there's guys like you know we were watching guys you know fly off the jumps and skis and 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 snowboard and stuff. That was like nuts. Yeah. Right. And then the highlight, probably my highlight of the Mammoth trip, if you ever go if you're going to Mammoth anytime soon, was the Cuban restaurant. Which was just oh yeah absolutely fantastic. It's the best Cuban food I've ever had in my life. It was so good. Yeah. What did you end up getting? I got like a garlic pork sandwich, I think. Yeah, and I had just a regular Cuban, and it was just oh my god, it was so good. 
Um, yeah. I have to do a review for that one too. I'm trying to think of the name of it. Let me find it. Yeah, it was called Dos Alas Cuba Rican Cafe and Lounge. And it's kind of in the outskirts of town. It's off of Old Mammoth Road, and it's at this place called Sierra Meadows Ranch, which is like a new, like, modern kind of ranchy campground cabiny thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it looks, it's really weird. And by the way, we saw a herd of deer. Yeah. Is it, is it a herd of deer? I think it's a herd of deer. But a herd of deer, like, literally, like, 30 deer, like, were just running around over there, right there, because they're kind of like at twilight. Mm-hmm. Um, but that meal, like I said, that's one of the best meals i've i think i've ever had it was so good and i'm like what the hell are we having cuban food in mammoth but the lady i think she's puerto rican actually mm-hmm. uh and she or, or maybe her, she was you know i don't know her husband maybe maybe one's i think she was she was definitely puerto rican her husband i think might have been cuban aware i don't know but anyways she moved up there like four years ago started the restaurant right before covid and she survived mm-hmm. thank goodness and uh still making great food um so that was just uh fantastic we also had I went to a distillery when I was up there, and it's over in the main mammoth town. It's called Shelter Distilling, and that was good. I had some uh, the best cheese curds I've ever had in my life. Garlic cheese curds. Yeah, those are really good. And I don't then, even like regular ones, but those yeah. were so good. Yeah, I had a couple good drinks. But um, that was fun. So the other, the other highlights of the mammoth trip were a couple of the people that we met. Uh, mm-hmm. And that was we met them via the hot tub at the condo. And it was like they have these two giant community hot tubs. And when I say giant, I mean they're just big hot tubs. They're probably about, eh, I'd say about 12 feet long and about 8 feet wide. So, I mean, you know, they're definitely there for the party people mm-hmm. that live in the condo uh, facility or whatever. Um, and number one, I would just like to say that all the old people we met were very gracious and wonderful. And we had nice long chats with them. You were privy to uh, a couple of them. Mm-hmm. And the one batch of young people we met have no social skills didn't even know how to say hello and i had to coax the one guy who was like sitting there with a dumbass look on his face trying to out what to do i had to like coach him into doing the one thing that he was supposed to do which is like cover up the hot tub uh and he could barely you know get a sentence out so mm-hmm. the youth today i don't know what's wrong with them i don't know what's wrong with you people but, except me yeah uh but anywho the first lady we met like 76 years old i want to say yeah i think so celebrating her 50th wedding anniversary that weekend with her sister because her husband, she said she booked the trip and then her husband was like, yeah, it's too long of a drive. I'm not going. So he's like, fine, I'll take my sister. And so she's up there with her sister on her 50th anniversary and she's like riding her electric bike around uh, uh, for her an- anniversary trip that her husband refused to go on with her. So uh, Yeah, that was pretty bad. God bless the happy couple. But who knows what you're going to be like when you've been married for 50 years too. I mean, I, there's not really, I don't know if there's any right or wrong things you actually can do at that point. Well, you know, we'll see. Well, I mean, ditching your 50th anniversary seems wrong. But they survived 50, 50 years true, of anniversary. True. So, I mean, you know, whatever. It's not, like, it's not like she divorced him. Huh? 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 Well, she really didn't? Maybe she, she really? did. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Kidding. It sounded like she well, just said, screw it. I'm going to go with my sister. Nah. You know, that's what happened. So, I mean, I don't know. They, they're obviously doing something right. They've been together 50 years. But mm-hmm. so that was interesting. But the real winner of the trip, and I mean winner in, in both figuratively and literally, yeah. was the guy we met that lives in the condo right by the hot tub. And his windows of his condo were broken, and there was a big board in there with a giant anarchy symbol on there. Because, by the way, apparently his young son, or not young. Not young, son, he's like f- your age, he's his, 40. His just under my age son uh, painted an anarchy sign on his window. I don't know why. But anyways, the main thing with this guy was, he was also in his late 70s. He was 80. Was he 80? He yeah. Was 80. Yeah, I guess he would have to be. Retired uh, continuation school teacher. Out in Corona, 
Mm-hmm. Big ups to my, you know, out near my home, hometown. Uh, and he taught 51 years uh-huh. at that continuation school and retired at some point after he won the freaking lottery. A million dollars on a scratcher. Yeah. And he took that money that he won on that scratcher and he bought himself the condo in Mammoth, basically. Yeah, I think, that, you know, I don't know if it was that much money or that was, it was a big chunk of it or whatever. Yeah. But uh, he was just uh, charming as all get out. And now he's living up there, retired in Mammoth, you know, full time. Uh, and, you know, just just a, a, a lovely guy. Apparently he's going to have to sue the, the condo place, though, because I guess a bunch of snow, because they had record snow. Like I said, talking about the 12-foot snow bank. Mm-hmm. They had record snow up there, and I'm surprised that they, you know, we were talking to somebody about what it was like, like in, you know, February, March or whatever, and they said that the snow banks were so high, you better hope, you know, they plow the streets, but you better hope you you know where you're going because you couldn't see anything. And I guess Google Maps would mitigate that a little bit, but there's just so much snow. But apparently when some workers were working on his apartment, they were on the roof, and they knocked a snowbank down, and it came down, went through that window that had the anarchy you know, board up you know, mm-hmm. th- when we were there. But the reason that window was broken was because the snow burst through there. He was sitting at his desk. This is a 70, at the, uh, 80 year 80, old 80-year-old man. guy sitting at his desk, and a bunch of snow and glass came through the window, according to him, and buried him, almost buried him alive. Mm-hmm. Or, no, it did bury him alive. Yeah, it did. And he almost died, but they dug him out, and they had to go to the hospital and yada, yada, yada. But, like... This guy, that's a, lot of, that's a lot of stuff to happen to you. And he had cancer four times. Oh, yeah, I forgot. He survived non-Hodgkin's, uh, you know, Hodgkin's non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. lymphoma three and a half times. And I say the half time because he said he's like maybe, you know, going back in for yeah. something. But this guy, this guy had been through everything. So, you know, 51 years of continuation school, teacher and, is which enough. Which he said he started being a teacher right after he got out of college or high school, college? College. Um. To nuts. avoid being drafted in yeah. the oh, Vietnam yeah, yeah. War, yeah. Uh, which so he said all of his friends, you know, were drafted into. So we'll put, you know, draft dodger on his resume, you know, but uh, and, and squint a little bit of that. But, you know, mm. hey, hey, he made it. He, he made it. And look and at him. He said, it's unfortunately, he said yeah. none he of, said his all of his friends made it yeah, out of the war. going to Vietnam and, and dying. And so it's unbelievable. So he won the lottery in a lot of ways. Quite a uh, colorful character. Right. Yes. To say the least. Okay. Yes. Well, uh, anywho, um, Megan, we'll wrap it for now right here and we'll be back uh, we have a bunch of stuff still to talk about before you go back up for year two and then we'll try to figure out some way to broadcast during year two yes but uh thank you very much for joining the the bare minimum and um the bare minimum like i said i think we're trying to work out when the next wbs and the next wcb will be but it will be with you shortly uh, you have anything any questions or comments feel free to tweet us wb underscore bare minimum or email us, wb.bareminimum at gmail.com. Uh, visit the Substack, thebareminimum.substack.com. And, uh, you know, just uh, please engage with it. Also, the WS hotline, 805-399-4WBS, suck at Rana Troy. All those things are, are open for you, and we appreciate uh, your support. So, uh, Megan, until next time, what do we say? Roll Bears and suck, suck at Stanford. Stanford. Thank you.